Level of Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. This is episode 230, I believe. I hope it's correct. And uh, yeah, Ceci's giving me the thumbs up. And we're so excited for the first episode of December 2023. We just had an amazing mastermind with one of our clients. We had so much fun. We went long. Our masterminds are all about, you know, supporting our clients on any one thing. And they get all three coaches and it's on Zoom and it's all feel good. And that really spun the idea to have this conversation on motherhood, but specifically on all the ways you eat your words when once you go from being not a parent to becoming a parent and actually having to do the damn thing. So this is a good episode for anybody who needs to be humbled now that they've already gone through the journey and have kids and have eaten their words or for those that decide to one day have kids like you don't have kids yet and maybe you're telling people how to raise theirs but careful and caution. So it's going to be short and sweet because that's what we're going to do in December. We're going to keep it short and sweet because that's our gift to you. You're still going to love it. You're still going to be here and love being with Level of Latina, we hope. That's our biggest hope. That's our biggest joy. Uh, but before then, like we always do, Ceci, Ivero, Moms of the Year, ¿Cómo están? Moms who never got it wrong. I see. I wish. Uh, we're good. Aquí con frillito. I am brewing something. I'm not. I'm just like heating up water and then I'm going to dip my <laughs> bolsita de té. <laughs> You are brewing tea, girl. Don't underestimate yourself. So I'm going to go grab it right now in a little bit because I did turn on my heater and I just had a huge smile on my face because my mom texted me. You know, let's say each right? I always text her like she never texts me. Nunca me habla. And I always text her in the mornings, um, usually be between eight and and nine. And, you know, I just say good. Buenos días. Como me decían. And then when I work from home, like como que me desoriento. So I. I, sometimes I forget to text her till later and she texts me right now. So como I didn't text Aww. her. She's like, hola, buenos días, que tengas bonito, bonito día, you know? Mother. My mama, speaking of mamas. Doña Cata. Sí. Gracias, Doña Cata, por mandarle ese mensaje a su hija. Está bien contenta. Yo aquí, I was, I was like, let me put myself on mute because my mom just made some avena and it is yummy. I wanted some last night. I didn't tell her, but then she just knows her daughter, y'all. So estoy disfrutando una tacita de avena. All this all what? All this mom love. All this mom mm-hmm. love. I love it. Forget you guys. I'm mm-hmm. calling my mom. Hasta luego. <laughs> it just, <laughs> grabese su pinche podcast a ustedes y yo ya me voy a hablar con mi madre. Um, whatever. You just spent a beautiful vacation with your mommy. So we'll talk about that too. Pero That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we're checking in. We want to keep it short and sweet. And it is a trip. The things that we maybe had said that before we were mothers that we wouldn't. And nos tragamos las palabras y todo lo demás when it came down to it. So. Exacto, exacto. You know, what's funny is that my mom would always tell me, watch when you're a mom, watch when you're a mom. So I have so many things that come to mind with how I always thought, well, with my kids, it's going to be different. With my kids, it's going to be different. Um, But then there's also those interesting years where I think young adults talk about motherhood and what they would and would not do. And while you could mean well, and you could very well think that once you're doing it, it's really hard to be convicted on your ideas because you're actually doing it. And it's like anything. It's like marriage. It's a good job. But hopefully each of you has one or two examples of ways in which you saw motherhood before you became a mom. Um, I think earlier Veto alluded to the fact like I never did that. But she's going to give us her story probably about why she knew and why she was wise to never really say when I become a mom, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, For me personally, I think one of the biggest things and I'll start with a story and then we'll kind of popcorn around. But Again, like I alluded to in the beginning, like my mom was always telling me things like, 
you don't understand because you're not a mom. And I would always think that I was going to tell my kids, like, you understand. And that I was, even before I knew the words, that I was going to be validating and affirming and never guilt trip them. Yeah, freaking right. And we run a company called A Guilt-Free Evolution and still somehow I do guilt trip my kids. So now I'm turning the mirror on myself because this is really about things that we were going to let the kids do that we thought we weren't going to let them do. But I wanted to start with that because I thought it was really important that no matter where you are in your motherhood journey, like you're not perfect. You're not going to get it right. My kids are 17, 13, and 12. And I still do the things that I said I wasn't going to do. But back to them and the things that I thought they would never do. Do you guys even have one? Because I'm trying to think of one that is really juicy and good. <laughs> For me, because my kids are silly, I was like, I, my kids would never eat their mocos, right? <laughs> <We're not laughs> mocos. No way. I'll be on uh, confession time. I was, I loved eating my mocos when I was little. As a little oh kid, my yeah. God. My fingernails were dirty. They would clown me. They would clown me like, oh, quieres chilito y limón para los mocos, you know, because ya tiene la sal. And I'm like, oh, how dare you guys, right? But I always said, my kids won't eat their mocos. I'm going to catch them and be like, make sure they don't eat their mocos. But girl, ate my mocos and my and my words there too. I always thought that I was going to feed my kids well. And I just told the story about how well Ceci's kids eat. And everybody at the table was impressed. And it was, I went to, I went to Vaidalupa with three friends just recently, Monday last week, or this week. One of them has two kids, two of them are kidless. And I was just talking about, cause there was no pales in my food, like, oh my God, like, Ceci's twins would be so proud of me. And they're like, what? And they all know who Ceci is, blah, blah, platina. Which, by the way, a fan <laughs> recognized me and it was oh, so fun. Right. Alexia from Compton. I told you I would say this. It was a beautiful, magical moment. I'm talking to them and I'm talking to them about how well your girls eat and like they're getting the nopalita and they're getting the roasted beets and they're getting and my, my friend's eyes and mouths just like wide open because it's like really those kids eat great and by the way we're all having like machaca and like queso and tortillas and we're talking about how well your girls eat but i believe that like my kids wouldn't eat like cup of noodles and my kids wouldn't eat like microwavable shit like what like i'm a trader joe's fan and my kids eat salad and they like salmon but yes come for me nutritionist police they also have hot pockets they also have cup of noodles they also have like they eat crap they the freaking chips with the red dye my kids love the chips red 40 red baby dye. red 40 oh Ooh. my god guys it's terrible but i do buy them at trader joe's trying to like reconcile my hypocrisy pero si mis hijos tienen junk and good food and i think in the greater scheme of things god willing it all pans out i grew up eating junk my mom didn't care she didn't relabel she felt me amazing great organic home-cooked meals but my mom loved buying cup of noodles and fucking sunny delight full of sugar and mm -hmm. we just ate sunny delight was a staple like, Yes, girl, like McDonald's when it was really, really good because it was really, really bad for you. Like full fat Coke. Is there such a thing as full fat Coke? Why am I talking full about sugar, about baby. Full like sugar, baby. Full sugar. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of Coke are you talking about, <laughs> actually? Hold on, sorry. <laughs> Man, full fat leche. Completely actual Coke, like all the bad things. And I thought my kids wouldn't eat all the bad things. And today they have half of the bad things, half of the good things. And I do hope that ultimately they make good decisions, that they take care of themselves and they choose for themselves. But what a hypocrite that I thought that I was going to treat my kids like Ceci, who's amazing over there and does a superb job of feeding her kids healthfully, which, by the way, I respect. I don't mean it in a negative sense at all. I respect it. I just didn't pull it off. No, I think what helped me was having my the husband that I have, because otherwise I'd be like, oh, whatever, you know, compraría lo que fuera. And I, I mean, I think overall, I have always been kind of like, you know, mindful of what I eat and like balance or whatever, but I love snacks. I love chips. I love all that stuff, all that junk. Um, and I think I would probably just buy it if I didn't have, 
you know, the husband that I have that has taught me and like, yeah, we, my kids still eat junk, but on the, like on the weekends or like the cup of noodles. I love cup of noodles, but we don't buy them here. We don't buy them. Um, my kids had have them, have had them at my mom's because my mom loves her cup of noodles. So we'll make them at her place or give us, um, uh, or mac and cheese. I mean, like, I don't think I've ever bought a box of like the mac and cheese. Can you believe that? Um, but you know, they, they've had it before, things like that. Um, so, you know, keeping it balanced, I mean, para que no, like, ay, no pueden comer nada de eso, you know? Um, but keeping it balanced, like, oh, you know what, on the weekend, or like, you know what, you can't have the sweet to like the weekend because, you know, I don't know. Y me dicen, like, oh, comimos esto en la escuela ahora, you know, because it was so-and-so's birthday. <laughs> they confess, they confess. Yeah. It. Funny enough, my kids, like, como que se acostumbran, like, I've always tried to, like, go to Trader Joe's and pick things there and have the limited choices and we'll pick the salads. It's the first thing you see this week. Because I like to do those dates with the kids. Noah was like, Mom, can we go on a date to the grocery store? And I was like, to the grocery store? He's like, yeah, I want to get some stuff. And I go, okay, we'll go to Trader Joe's. He's like, no, but that's what I was going to say. I don't want to go to Trader Joe's this time. Like he's, They're like, he's like, we've been on a Trader Joe's, like, fix. And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? He wants to, I want to go to that market, buy Trader Joe's. I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a Walmart supermarket. This boy wanted to go to Walmart because he wants to get the bag cookies. He wanted to get a cup of noodles. He's like, they just don't have stuff at Trader Joe's. I don't think he's connected to like, they don't yeah. have all the bad shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that he was selling Santojando. So of course sí. he got mac and cheese in a box. He got Incrustables. That boy was in heaven, in heaven at the Walmart supermarket. He bought wontons. The wontons aren't bad. They also have them at my other sprout situation. But he just bought crap that it's like Lunchables. They ain't got no Lunchables at Trader Joe's. You know, just crappy stuff. But you got to let them. And we started in the vegetables. And I make them pick vegetables. And I make them pick fruit they're going to eat. And he's been throwing back tangerines like crazy. And I paid less at Walmart than I did at Trader Joe's. So thank you for saving me money, child. Don't want to go to the junkie store. Yeah, it's so funny with food. Like, I'm not much of a cook. I wasn't much of a cook. And I'm like, my mom and my sister have always been the cooks in the house. And you saying like, um, cuando tengas hijos, vas a saber, cuando tengas hijos. Well, that came around more like instead of, um, with me rebelling as a kid, like the things that I would do, like, oh, you know, cuando tengas hijos, vas a, like more of like, vas a aprender, like, you know, cuando ya los tengas, cuando ya los tengas, you know, that vas a, este, la vas a pagar doble. It was more in regards to my behavior, right? <laughs> so now yes, I see it. I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks for cursing me. But when it came down to other things, my mom was never like, um, I didn't learn this from my mom pretty much like the, the, oh, well, my mom was more like this. Let me just rephrase this. My mom was never the kind of mother that was like, well, my kids are like, you know, the smartest. My kids are the most talented. My kids help around the house or my kids. She was never that mom. So I didn't realize it when I was younger, but you know, you observe your parents. We observe our parents. And then I realized as I got older, as a grown adult, I think maybe, yeah, in my, like in my twenties, like 23, 24, 25, when I was, you know, seriously dating, you could start saying, I mean, I was engaged by what, 25? Was I engaged at 25? I think. Yeah. Um, I started thinking about like, well, what kind of mom am I going to be? And then of course the person that I knew most was my mom and my sister. And for me, I'm like, well, I'm not a cook. My mom and my sister are cooks. I hope I can feed my children. Um, I hope that I can provide like healthy meals for them and not, not even like just meals. Like it, it was like, I just make sure, want to make sure they eat. Um, and I started thinking like, well, what kind of mom do I want to be? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like my mom. I'm never going to be that mom. That's like, well, my kids are the best and my kids listen and my kids, because you know what? All fucking kids don't. All kids make mistakes. They're little humans. They're, they're little people. So I was like, you know what? Yes, I see. And thankfully I haven't yet been at the point where I've had to feel like, oh, look at my kids. Um, 
but I have also been able to feed them and I'm not, there's times where I'm not proud of feeding them chicken nuggets, but I always try to put in something like a veggie or a fruit for them. Um, I don't, um, como les digo, I don't deprive them of certain things. Like I, I, I just make sure they know it's a treat. Like, you know, I didn't introduce them to cheese puffs, the, the chips, right? But their tia did. And I'm okay with that because my sister's not going to give them a whole bag each. It was more like, hey, try it out. And they're like, oh my God, puffs are delicious. So I use it as a treat for them. Like, hey, we're going to watch a movie on a Friday night. Let me bring out the puffs. And they each get a little plate on sus puffs and things like that. But for me as a kid, like, you know, tenía medida. Like, me encantaba el junk food. Me encantaba el azúcar. Like, I don't think I ever told it. I don't, I think I have shared it before here on, on our podcast. When I was little, my dad loved ice cream. To this day, my dad is an ice cream fiend. Like we all, we don't get satiated by having a cone. Like, no, it would, we need to have a whole tub of ice cream. So when I was little, my dad always, we always had ice cream and conos in la casa. I would wake up like on a weekend. I would wake up like early and like everyone was still kind of like, my, my mom would probably be outside gardening or my dad would be in the back with the chickens and everyone else, like my brother, and my sister would be asleep. Yo iba y me hacía un cono de nieve. I'm like, okay, my parents aren't here. My parents aren't here. Me voy a hacer un cono de nieve. Me lo voy a tragar rapidísimo. I'll go back to bed and then I'll have a cono after breakfast. You know, like that was my genius plan. Girl, I, that's the, who I was. And now my kids are like, I want, get on the nieve and I want this candy and I want that. And I'm like, no, you have to wait till after you eat. And no, because yo sé that as kids, we're just like, we're going to maximize, you know, the opportunity to eat the, the yummina, the yumminess, right? Broccoli is yummy when they're sitting down and eating and you pretend that you love it. And they're like, oh, my mom loves it. I'm going to eat it too. Like they, my kids, I, I, I reverse psychology them, right? <laughs> I reverse trick them into eating their veggies, but it's really hard. I never knew I was going to be the mom that like made my daughters, my babies purees and, and made them from scratch and froze them so that we can have, they can have healthy food like that instead of buying Gerber. But I became that mom. But I, I, I was, I was just like, well, you know, if I feed them Gerber, I feed them Gerber. And it was like, well, if I'm able to do this, I'm going to do it now. And I think a lot of it came from just watching my mom, watching my mom and, and seeing that she was never like, this is what you have to do. And this is what, what moms should do. It's more of like, se hace lo que se puede. Se hace lo que se puede y tú cada día haz lo que puedas hacer. And now I'm a little more grateful for that because the lady that was like, why are you more like your sister is now more like, Hey, you came into your own. Just how we were talking to the mastermind that I was that kid that was, you know, all over the place. My mom was just like, I understood who you were as a little being. So I am a, you, you coming, coming, blossoming into who you are as a mother. It's going to be different than who your sister blossomed into, right? As a mom. So she respects it and she helps where she can. And then I have to kind of remind her like, Hey, stop doing that because I don't want you to do it. And this is my, these are my rules, but yeah, you nunca fui de esas que. Yo voy a hacer esto. And yes, yeah, so the one thing I didn't know I wanted to do was stay home with my kids. I did. I did want to stay home with my kids. And, and that was the plan. And you got to do it. And you get to I do got it. to do it. Mm-hmm. That's funny because I always thought I wasn't going to be one to stay home with the kids. I was like, oh, pues yo me voy a regresar a trabajar. And he was like, just your way. Maybe you'll change your mind when you when you actually do become your a mom. I'm like, no, no creo. I'm like, hello. Because in my mind, I thought, like, I work so hard to be here. I work so hard to, like, be this lawyer. And I'm like, I can't take time off. And then, como cambiaron las cosas? I'm like, mm, yeah, I want to be home because I felt like someone else was raising my kids. So I'm glad I did and, and got, got the opportunity to stay, what, like, two and a half years at home with them um i was gonna say that i my mom siempre fue like la regañona y la gritona between my mom and my dad so 
we were scared of her. And I always thought like, oh, you know, les voy a gritar ni pegar a mis niñas. I always thought that. Or mis kids in general. In the future, I don't think I'm going to be that parent. But of course, we freaking lose our shit. So that's how, you know, gritándoles, regañándolas. Like that's, you know, spank them, you know, in, in the past. Like, yeah, 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 hace mucho tiempo que no. Because ya como que están más grandes y ya. Uh, y se asustan even just from me yelling at them. So I've, I've, uh. I do it. It's just like, you know, hacen que, que pierda una la paciencia on the daily, dude, on the daily. So it's like, yes, I do that. I think one of the biggest things, too, is that, you know, with time, all things get revealed. And, like, what we labeled as bad isn't necessarily bad. Like, with time, mm -hmm. like, I, I also had this idea that I would be home with my kids, like, that I would stay home with them. Um, but when I first started having kids, I knew that my career would come first. And so I value flexibility. But I always had this, I always romanticized, like, when they're in junior high, when they're in high school, like I want to be there, I want to be around more, I want to be there for them. And um, that didn't mean not working. I feel like I tell people all the time, like I work now more than I ever have before, but I like what I do so much in so many capacities that I don't feel I work. I, ha I have so much freedom, I have so much autonomy, I can be there. Like I was the vet in the middle of the day yesterday with my two youngest, my 100 pounder and my six pounder. Mm -hmm. And Diego was there and it just felt like, look at us, look at us. It's like we're at Kaiser again with our two little ones. but. But yeah, like we picked up the kids early from school. We're at the vet. We're living our lives. We're doing all this. But I thought I was just going to be, I imagined this mom that was like my husband's off at work and I wake up and I have a routine with them and I'm in the P PTA and I'm after school with them because of those teenage years that I thought for whatever reason, because I'm not a I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm that mom without being that mom. Like they know I'm busy. I have stuff going on. My, my, my oldest is like, mom, you're never here. And I was like, I'm here. I was helping you from <laughs> Dallas. I was helping you from Guanajuato. Like, cause we were reading essays for, he just applied to UCs this week, but he didn't meet it negatively, but it's definitely, I thought I was going to be like a very present parent. I don't know why I thought that I needed to be that. And my kids, it's turning out, are saying that I'm actually very hands-off, but there for them. But I'm also very like, yeah, I got a date with dad, bye. Like, bien, like, figure it out. Like, figure it out. Like, yesterday I was thinking of making family dinner, but like, three of them had already eaten. So the fourth is like, you're making family dinner? I'm like, I guess not, because so-and-so ate, so-and-so ate, and so-and-so ate. She's like, okay, cool, I'll just make myself a pasta. You want some, mom? So Sophie made me dinner, because she loves to make pasta. Nice. Everybody else ate, ate odds and ends. It was like, I just ate. I made like these weird hamburgers, and when Diego makes weird food, I'm like, oh, I'm hiding on purpose. And like, Isaiah had like, <laughs> mala. Yeah, no, God. Diego has made some weird food this week, but he's been on a kick, guys. He's, he's cooked three Aww. times, and one was good. I love you, baby. Um. But yeah, I thought I was going to be the mom that's going to make all the meals. And like you, life will show you. Time will reveal itself. And there's no right way. And if it works for your family, like lately I've been on the side of things where I feel like I have a 17-year-old now. So I already know what I got wrong. I feel. I feel like I already know because he's gone. He's gone in six months. He's an adult. If he's a jerk, if he's a nice guy, like you ya terminé lo mío con él. And part of me is like, it all worked out. It all worked out. He was the one I was the hardest on during our mastermind earlier our client was talking about how it's so hard to watch your little four and five-year-old go into the world. You want to defend them. You want anybody to look at them weird. Like my mom says, no quieres que les dé el aire. Like you want to protect them. Mm -hmm. I used to spy on the little one. I used to be there. I was at every meeting. I was at every event. I was I was so overbearing because I wanted him to be okay. I was so worried about him. And then I just let go. It's like he's fine. And the little ones, I haven't been to like one soccer game for the little one. And my brother's like, why don't you invite us to soccer? And I'm like, what? He's like, your youngest is in soccer. I'm like, Oh, I know. I haven't, I haven't gone all season. He's like, you haven't even gone to one of his games? I was like, I took care of snack day. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I thought I was going to be super present. I thought they were going to be a mess if I wasn't. 
and it all works out for you and your family. And this is no knock on anyone who's super present. Like everybody does their thing their way. I think that's present though. I think what you're describing is being present because your kids know that you are there. I think the where the presence is in there is when they're like, hey, they call out for mom and mom is crickets, nowhere to be found. Either she is drowned in work and is not responsive or when she does get home, she's not like, let me try to make the effort to like gather at the table, right? Yeah. Like I feel that there's I the what you're describing to me sounds like being present, a present mom for what your kids need now and for what yeah. they needed then you were you've been adapting to yeah. what their needs have been. And now you and Diego have flourished as a couple. Like I feel, I've told you this before, like um, when I was considering getting married, right? Um, <laughs> back in the day, I was doing my studies, right? I would, and, and and here's another thing. You're like, how did you even get to the point of like, thinking, I never want to be like that. Or I never want to be the person that says never. It was observing the relationships around me and the marriages and how they were doing parenting, you know? So I was watching you and Diego. I was watching Horacio and Claudia. I was watching, you know, Ara and Walter. I was watching Summer and John, like Joao. And I had these couples. I had the luxury. And then the, the sociologist in me was like, let me do my own group research here. These are a group of friends that I have. How do they each do things? And how are their kids? And how do they welcome people into their home? You know, all of these things. Like, yo, I paid attention to all of that. Ya sabes que yo me paso de observant. You know, like sometimes I'm just like, you know, my brain is just processing things. But I was able to see that and be like, ah, that makes sense. And I would see something that maybe you and Diego would do. And I would see my, what my, my, my brother and my sister-in-law would do. And it's like, oh, that's different. But that kind of works like this. If I tweak it like this, it could work like this for me. So I paid attention to a lot of that. I, and then I would see your kids. I would see how you guys were with your kids, how your kids behaved on their own. And I'm like, Okay, that's really cool. I like this about that. And I took my notes, you know, I took my notes and I was like, I'm never going to say that I'm going to be this kind of parent because things can change. Things will change. And until you meet that little human, you don't know what kind of parent you're going to be and you're going to have to be receptive. Like I've had friends say, oh, and I would, <laughs> one of my comadre would be like, I'm going to be this kind of mom and my, my kid better adapt to my schedule and they better do this. And, this. and what happens? A kid's born and you're adapting to them. And it's like, no, que no, no, yes, que no, cabrones. Exactly. Like, the you know, this. Yeah. So in this, at the end of the day, being present, it's like doing what you can on what your capacity is to. And I feel that you are very present. Um, Irene, I feel Ceci's present. I feel we're very present people in very different capacities. I happen to be every day in their life, meaning like when they're here, they're here with me. And no les queda de otra. But when, you know, when they're away, they're away. So. I could be home and not be present. I could be home and, and, and be like, Oh, I'm on my phone. Sorry guys. Or I'm doing my own thing. Bye. But it's like choosing. I think you use the word choosing earlier. We make a choice. It's like when I'm home or when I am with my kids or what kind of relationship I do I have with them? Brain is not like functioning today. Like some admit things come, come up to me. I'm like, Oh yeah, that. And then I'm like, wait, what was it again? I don't know. I'm having like a fart. A fart I don't brain. care if they're super into us. You may yeah, I'm listening. From, but you're the sweetest. You're like into the stories. And no, I am into the story. Life. I am the story. I, I was just that. thinking. Well, you're I was. A, you're okay. a loyal podcast fan. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen to every every. Episode. Shout out, shout out to Cecilia and hey. uh, in the Sun and Sunset District. Shout out to Cecilia hey. for all these years, and she's our most loyal fan. And I know I listen to every single episode. What was I going to say? The other 
the other day we were having this conversation. It was like the day after Thanksgiving and because Thanksgiving we had spent it at my brother's, but the day after Thanksgiving we were having dinner here. Um, my husband, the, my husband, Louise, <laughs> the girls and I, and, um, we were giving thanks about, you know, who, uh, to each one of us individually, even Portos, you know, um, we were thanking him el and El Perro. And so it was just sweet to like see the, the girls responding to that and like, you know, cause we never did that, like at my house growing up, like giving things like, si comíamos juntos, but we never had like a conversation, like a deep conversation like that. So it was really neat to see like what my girls were thankful. They were thankful for each other. Ay, me hicieron llorar. And Paula was like, she's like, my mama, amigo, ya va a llorar my mom, you know, but it was like, I Paula with her freaking, uh, her one liner. She has like the best one liners, like her little six year old best one-liners because Amanta dijo algo and um and they were talking to each other and um Paula said about Samantha that she's the person that she loves the most and oh my god and like it made me cry and oh Paula's like ah mi mami ya va a llorar you know and I was like yeah you know I know and then Paula said mom like what happens if like she said, like, ¿Qué pasa si cuando, if I, when, if, when I become a teenager, like, I don't like you guys. Like, I don't want to talk to you guys. She said wow. that. She said that, dude, at her six-year-old self. And like, well, you know what? I hope that doesn't happen. I'm like, that's why I like to have conversations with you guys. I like to ask you about school. I like you. I'm like, no matter what happens and no matter what you guys do, like, si se portan mal, if you guys are misbehaving, I'm still going to love you. Even when I yell at you guys, I always love you. Even when you think like, oh my God, you know, mom's being mean or whatever. I always love you guys. So I hope that as you guys continue growing, that you guys have the confidence to come to me and tell me like, mom, this happened at school or mom, this is happening or I'm going through this. I, I always hope that we have these conversations so that when you do become a teenager that you want to hang out with me and you still like me, you know? Like, because it happens, it happens when you're a teenager, you're going through so many changes, your body's changing. And, and, you know, in the case of, you know, boys, your voice change and, you know, and sometimes, you know, parents are uncool. And so anyway, I was like, wow, this, this girl is like asking all these questions. That's so, beautiful. Me por sorpresa, cause those are conversations that I never had, you know, growing up with my mom, you know. Like, my mom didn't even tell me about the period. Like, I learned that at school. Things, yeah, you know? of course, none of us could have the yeah. one baby battle because she had a cool progressive family. Yeah, right. You know, that, God, that is so beautiful. I was thinking a lot as you were talking about, and this this episode has evolved and we're going to wrap it up, but clearly motherhood is such a loaded conversation. Maybe this becomes a series and we keep talking about motherhood and you hear that next week as well. Yeah. But, you know, my mom, interestingly enough, would always tell me how it wasn't going to work out for me because of how I was. Like Beto said, when you're behaviorally a certain way, like, vas a ver cuando tengas sus hijos, vas a ver, vas a ver. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because now my mom does see what amazing and incredible kids I have and the husband came to call and the life that I have. And she would always threaten me that if I wasn't the perfect kid, like I wasn't going to have the perfect life, whatever the fuck that is, right? But now my mom calls me lucky. She thinks everything that's happened to me is luck. And I definitely believe that everything that happened to me is not luck a couple of strokes of luck here and there because it's god's divine plan and like marrying my husband like all these crazy things had to happen and maybe having my kids when i had them maybe that was all kind of luck but my kids good or bad i take responsibility for how they've been raised once they're out of the house they've already been raised it ain't on me anymore they're adults they make their choices good or bad did i mess it up did i get it right i don't know we shall see 
But I do not think it's luck that I have the kids that I have. And I don't mean that from a boastful place. I mean that from a active, being involved, caring, telling them things to see, like, I love you no matter what. Even when I'm mad, even when I when I lose my cool, I'm human. I'm sorry if I lose my cool, but also da 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 da. Today I'm gonna lecture you and da 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 da. Whatever the story is, however it landed, like it isn't luck. Like we're actively a part of our children's lives, and then we can get it right. So no matter what you said, because we're gonna wrap this show now. Like no matter what you thought before kids or right now, if you don't have kids, like as long as you're actively engaged, once you're there, fuck it, they eat Cheetos. Like fuck it. They don't have family dinner. <laughs> Fuck it. They don't wear the pretty dress. They want to have the dirty tennis shoes. However it pans out, it's all good. Like, as long as it's active and intentional. So the tip of the day is, like, don't leave it up to luck. And maybe half of that tip of the day is, like, don't let your parents tell you what's going to happen to you. Like, it's your life to determine it. I have a lot of clients to this day still grappling with what should be, what isn't. Judgment, mm. such a strong voice in their heads. And this is coming from 40-somethings. 20-somethings mm -hmm. and 30-somethings hearing this, we were there too. We were still doubting ourselves or feeling judged or hearing our parents' voices or thinking it had to be a certain way, but we've got these years of experience. So the tip of the day that is over time, it's all going to work out. It's going to be okay. Give yourself time, but be intentional. Don't leave it up to luck. And don't listen to your parents so much because you love them, but you got to decipher the stuff that you need and the stuff that you don't need. Until then, we're right on time. We're going to wrap this show. And I just want to say... Happy early December to everybody listening. We hope that you have a wonderful December. You're going to hear this episode early in the month. We hope that it's full of joy, full of goodness. If you are a parent or not, may it feel not stressful. May it feel joyous. Don't lose your brain trying to make it perfect. Like being present is everything. Uh, if you want to keep this conversation going, let us know. Send us a DM. Instagram or Facebook at Level Up Latina is our handle. You can also email us admin at leveluplatina.com for anything you want to ask about, anything you want to share, anything that resonates with you or a topic you want to hear in the future. If you want to give a shout out to someone you love and you want to give it on this podcast, check out on the website how to buy those. It's a beautiful holiday gift. It's also a wonderful, you know, get your shit together. Happy New Year gift for anybody who's been saying, I want to level up. Yeah, mm -hmm. both from Level Up are going to tell you to do it. Anything you want to learn about our coaching, please learn at leveluplatina.com. Work with the coach this year. Don't let 2024 be just like 2023 if you were not happy, if you were not intentional, if you were not present, if motherhood is kicking your ass, if your career is kicking your ass, come to us for coaching. Again, we've got all those years of experience, the stuff we got right, the stuff we got wrong, the stuff we've learned to do for our clients as coaches. Come here and learn more at leveluplatina.com. And until then, I think that's it. Let's get un chingo. I'll see you on the next episode. See you on the next okay. one. Don't so forget to level up. You're welcome. <laughs> the best. Let's get up. Thanks. Get up. Woo.